This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. John, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, Thanks for coming on the Job Stories Podcast. Just to get us started, if you don't mind, do you care to introduce yourself and what is it that you do? What's your What's your job? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I still don't know why I'm here, but I'll play along. <laughs> um, John Boots, I uh, I run a real estate consulting business called Expedition Group. I started it just over a year ago, and I work closely with developers. I help them get their projects done more quickly and in a more profitable manner. So um, across the real estate spectrum, really, single tenant, multifamily, industrial, self-storage, you name it, I've probably worked on it. So um, I love what I do. You know, real estate's a, it's a fun market because with a finance background, most people are trading paper. I'm actually helping create value, places for people to live, for them to buy the things they need, et cetera. So um, it's a fun career. I've been involved in real estate for about 10 years and um, moved to Nashville just about nine years ago, actually. Um, grew up in Cookville, but had lived in a bunch of places. Came back here to be near family, and here I am. So um, career path brought me here, and now I run my own shop and you know, spend a lot of time with family outside of that, and then also a lot of philanthropic work. So Yeah, so that's what I want to get into real quick, because I'll go ahead and say it. that is why we brought you here. So talk a little bit about the philanthropic work in Nashville. Sure. So uh, presently, I serve on two nonprofit boards. Um, one of those is called Be Well in School. It's a uh, Nashville-based nonprofit that teaches students uh, movement and mindfulness as basically proactive behavior management techniques. Uh, the outcome set, though, goes beyond you know a better feeling, better thinking kid. It also creates educational outcomes, higher test scores, things that uh, teachers would track and that they get tested on and, and measured on. So um, I've been, I actually just took over the board chair role this summer, and we are in the process of rolling out to five new schools for this school year. Mm. So that's up from three last year. Wow. So a significant jump over, you know, how many schools that we've been serving and then the goal is to continue growing. And funny enough, I learned about Be Well through my other nonprofit involvement, which is Phoenix Club of Nashville. I know we met recently at a Phoenix Club um coffee. And um, I will just say that joining Phoenix Club in 2018 has been life-changing. I wanted basically to find a way to get plugged into the nonprofit and philanthropic community of Nashville. I'd started seeing some personal success. I wanted to reinvest some of my time and energy into helping people that do this gritty hard work make more impact in the community that's done so much for me. And so Phoenix Club was almost like a it's almost like a, a nonprofit department store or mall. Mm. You go in and there's just so many things to choose from. And, and really what we do is it's a it's an all-volunteer group. And it is, in itself, it's a nonprofit. Uh, but we pass through all of our, um, our members' money and time to other nonprofits. So we invest in the nonprofits that are direct service organizations here in Middle Tennessee. But we have a two, two-part mission. Part one is to benefit underserved youth in Middle Tennessee. And then part two is to develop our members into future leaders, community business, um, in their homes, in the other nonprofits, et cetera. So that has afforded me all this exposure to the nonprofit world of Nashville, which is actually pretty large. I just learned this week that 
the state of Tennessee has more nonprofits than any other state in the country, which I guess aligns with our state motto being the volunteer state. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what does that actually look like uh, for Phoenix Club impacting Nashville? So what does that actually, how does that actually play itself out in, sure. in our community? Sure. So the organization kind of branched off from uh, the original Phoenix Club was in Memphis in the 50s or 60s. The Nashville uh, branch opened in 2001. And from 2001 to 2016, 15, we basically were just supporting a couple of nonprofits by raising money through events, uh, member dues, and then forwarding what was left at the end of the year to those nonprofits. Um, In 2016, a couple of guys came up with this idea that they wanted to be more intentional about how we invested those dollars into the nonprofit community. And with a lot of our guys having high finance backgrounds, they look for return on investment the way a a venture capitalist or a private equity firm would. So they implemented a model that we call venture philanthropy into practice, which is where we take grant requests from outside nonprofits and we look for them to generate outsized value and outsized impact with the money that we invest in them. So that is actually what attracted me to the group. And I joined in 2018. I became the board leader for Venture Philanthropy in 2020 and did it for two consecutive years. And over time, we've we've really grown that. Um, last year, I think if you read our annual report, which just came out this week, we we learned that um, we were, were closing in on $300,000 of total financial impact. And that's a combination of our dollars and then co-investment dollars that we source from other businesses, individuals, family offices, anyone that's willing to kind of jump in with us and support the nonprofits that we partner with. Um, this year, we're actually angling, we're aiming for 500000 which wow. is another sizable jump. And, you know, before last year, I think the highest number we had hit was somewhere in the $200,000 mark. So we're starting to see, you know, what looks like the formation of an exponential growth curve in terms of our financial impact. But it goes beyond that, too. We have volunteerism. Um, we show up and read in schools. We, I, I know we just scheduled an install this week for a school that we're actually going and putting furniture in for them. It's a brand new school. Uh, we facilitated the furniture donation too, which is valued at just under $100,000. So our members will actually go put that together and have it have it ready day one for the students that will be starting their first year at this community school. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, back to kind of the dollar amount and the venture philanthropy model. So the way that works and the way I've understood so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, so Phoenix Club of Nashville will... We'll find a need at a nonprofit, write a grant for a specific dollar amount, and then try to go find a business in the community that will then match that for a specific need. Not necessarily, hey, we're going to partner with um, like like a Boy Scouts of America or whatever all like all the time. It's more like finding specific needs. Am I right? That's right. So it is very much project driven. Um, we don't make forward looking commitments. We take grant requests on an annual basis as they come in. And, you know, some of our partners will come back year after year, which generally results in us kind of transitioning them into a different support bucket, kind of what you were just saying. But what we what we focus on, what we prioritize is that project-specific, results-oriented investment where we can, you know, bring in 20000 of our own dollars. And then maybe in some cases we're, you know, leveraging that with co-investment dollars, you know, 80000 or more, and then all of a sudden, we've got a $100,000 total impact mm-hmm. on the table, uh, coordinated by four or five organizations that 
see the nonprofit, see their project, see the outcome that they project and say, yes, we want to be a part of that. And so, and you know, that's also evolving too. Historically, that's the only way we've raised money. It's internally through membership dues, um, externally through co-investment, but we're now starting to see some of our investment partners, our development partners, if you will, they understand that we have this tried and true process, this venture philanthropy model that we've that we've really honed over the years, and it looks a lot like the giving model that a lot of large corporations use. Um, and so now they entrust us with their money and say, you know what, you don't need to bring us a specific example. Here's here's fifty thousand dollars. Now just go put it to work wherever you can. Mm. And so that's been a really neat shift to watch because it's to me it's proof of concept. We've built this model. We've gotten better and better at it. We've seen successful outcomes. We've reported those back to our, you know, shareholders, stakeholders. And then now they're like, all right, we trust you. Now go now go do the work that you're good at and yeah. let us just be supporters instead of, you know, having to dig in as much as you do. Yeah, I, I do. There, there's, I'm happy to be wrong about this, but I feel like just hyper-focusing on actually specific needs that it, you see more impact potentially, right? Instead of just like, we're going to commit hundred thousand dollars to this nonprofit every year, and then they can do what they want. Sure, schools Phoenix, of thought. Yeah, yes, but it seems like Phoenix Club is finding a we we have been approached with this is something this nonprofit needs. That's right. Let's go meet it. That's right. That that's right. And and like I said, schools of thought are different. There is a newer school of thought. Um, maybe it's not newer. Maybe it's the original one, but it's had a resurgent recent resurgence in recent years. Mackenzie um, Scott, probably the biggest. Um, an actor of this, it's trust-based philanthropy, which is, here's the money, I'm out, you just do what you need to do and execute on your mission. You are the expert in your field. I'm not going to meddle. Um, we understand that by going through our process, it is slightly more work for the nonprofit. But again, it's it's driving towards a specific outcome that is aligned with their mission and with ours. Yeah. So um, we are able to see exact outcomes for every project that we invest in. But it's interesting too. This is why I was interested. Is that it is very much seeing this like filling this need financially for sure. But I'm I'm coming back to you mentioned earlier that it was one of the more life changing things that you've done. And and I had a conversation with someone yesterday where I was like something changed in me moving here to Nashville and having a business here. I think the first couple of years I, I was still kind of in this mindset like. I, I and for better for worse, I was like, I, I want to make money for my family and for me. If I'm being honest, that's what it was. And in the last like three years, it's it. I'm just being in Nashville and seeing the culture here. I'm like, I, that's still true, but like, I I want to help this community. There's just some vibe in Nashville that like you want to give back. And it seems like maybe you found that in Phoenix Club, and that is what Phoenix Club is about. Like I've even seen this shift from not being from here. You're kind of from Tennessee, so is that is that something you've experienced too? Like this community that there's just there's business people that just want to give back. Absolutely, and and I've lived in a number of big cities. I grew up in a small town in Tennessee. Um, you know, in my small town in Tennessee, that was very much the the ethos of mm-hmm. of, of people that live there. In bigger cities. You know, you see more profit focus. I think just generally, um, Nashville it is a it's a profit generating town. I mean, healthcare is a lucrative industry, and I think at one time, seventy five cents out of every dollar spent on Nashville or out on healthcare funneled through this city. So, like that's that's a big deal yeah. when you talk about the U.S. healthcare market. But you know, I, I the people I've met, the bank CEOs, the founders here. 
there is a, a an expressed desire to want to support Nashville, and that I didn't I didn't see that as much in you know Dallas or Phoenix or some of the other big cities I've lived in, and perhaps it was just not wanting to you know dive in as much yeah. as I have here, but mm-hmm. it's really present here, and that really is the the mentality of Phoenix Club. You know, I can't really speak to the origins of the group. Um, I wasn't there when it started. I've heard it was kind of fraternal in nature. Um, And now I see a group of guys that all share the same passion for creating impact and recognizing that nonprofits are the ones generating most of that in our community. There's, they're the voices for the, for the people who don't have voices Mm -hmm. uh, for those truly underserved communities. And um, yeah, Phoenix club has really tapped into that, that nonprofit culture and has made its mark and I think will continue to do so and grow over the next few years. I just sense, and it's a theme on this podcast, truthfully, with the CEOs and folks like that we interview is this mentorship thing. And then mentees yeah. becoming mentors as they yeah. are are like growing in their work and then they become maybe even CEOs or hiring managers or whatever. That that was the next piece for Phoenix Club, I think, that the impact's pretty incredible for sure financially, but then there's also this almost mentorship thing not only within the group, but then actually work you're doing in the community. Has yeah. that been a theme you've seen as well? Absolutely. And great personal experience with that recently. Um, so as I mentioned, I started a company last summer. Um, you know, Six years before that, I, I helped an investor group form to purchase another company. Uh, so I have a lot of experience at top level leadership, even at my age. And um, I've been approached, honestly, in the past I would say three weeks, about five times by members of Phoenix Club who know me, who see the work that I do and are looking to learn what it was that drove me to go out on my own, what it was that pushed me to want to take the risk and, you know, what the steps that led to that point looked like so that they feel, you know, safe and secure and and are ready to make that jump at some point in their own futures. And so that's really inspiring to me to think that I mean, I, I've, I've only been in, on my own truly for a year, but like to think that I'm already being able to share my story and help other people realize their own dreams and goals is is really, it's very humbling. And I see it every day in our group. Um, we have this vast alumni network of guys who have started, exited companies um, that run large companies, small companies that are you know across the board. And they were mentored by a lot of Nashville's older leaders, and now they're ready to kind of pick up that baton and run with it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the resource set is it's, it's vast, it's incredible, and and it's there for anyone that wants to use it who is looking for that level of mentorship. Yeah, that's that's rare, I think, or maybe not. Maybe I just don't know enough. But it, impacting um, a community as a whole, and then your own organization, and then those individuals within it is pretty incredible. Yeah, and the all-volunteer thing's incredible, too. I mean, everybody yeah. like yourself. I mean, you serve on the board. Everybody's just giving their time. That's right. Like, again, I think maybe it speaks to what we were talking about earlier, but that's pretty phenomenal. Like, I, yes. that, can you touch on that? Some, I mean, they, these are people that— Sure. I mean, there's people in the group that work it. I mean, not necessarily that where they work matters, but like Google, Amazon, all these places that you would— anybody on the outside looking in would be like, you're way too busy to be giving your time. You know? Sure. And, and it, there's everyone does. Yeah, I think, I think that— um, what unifies us is this desire to give back. And so um, a lot of us, we have most of the parts of our life figured out. And that philanthropic, that giving piece is the last piece that a lot of us, after we have families or, you know, really find ourselves professionally, 
we we seek that out because we we feel the need to give back. And so I think that's the motivator, frankly. Um, and, you know, it's also, I've learned it's kind of an expectation because nonprofits are thrifty organizations. They typically aren't working with tons and tons of money. They, they make a lot of decisions based on how much they can spend on something. So it's kind of a requirement that you volunteer in order to create the value that they need. But I mean, literally before I walked in here, I was on my other board call with the founder and one of our, our, our board co-chair and we were talking through strategy and, and yeah. So, I mean, already this morning, uh, probably an hour and a half of time on nonprofit activities. And now I get to go do my day job when we wrap this up. So, uh, it's just, I don't know. I feel, I feel something inside that pushes me to do it. I think that's kind of the common thread with all of us is we all, we all just want to make a difference. Yeah. I, again, I did. There's some, it's like something in the water in Nashville. It is, it's something like that, but also individually too. Like it speaks volumes to you and the other members of the club that genuinely want to do good and then network with people like that are thinking the same way too. Like, it's like, there's, there's, there's just this, like this like-mindedness with everybody that I've met within the club so far. That's pretty incredible. Like there's, there's lots of people that want to do good in this city. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's interesting getting to serve as the venture philanthropy chair for two years has introduced me to a lot of those people. They're the other nonprofit founders. Um, they're the the foundation leaders. And um, I went to the the Nashville Predators Foundation um, annual giving event earlier this year, and it was it was it was crazy. It was like a frenzy, and they were just handing out checks. These big novelty checks left and right. And I don't remember how many organizations were there. I feel like it was close to a hundred and that can only be a portion of what exists here. So you're right. The culture is, it is ever present everywhere you look. There are people that are just trying to carve out that niche and help Mm -hmm. some group of people that they see, um, they see a need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm thrilled to have, learned about it and I'm excited and I appreciate you kind of chatting about it a little bit with us today. Absolutely. Um, real quick, cause I was curious if, if say I have a nonprofit that does have a need, how do I reach out to Phoenix club? Yeah. Great web, question. Website or whatever. So a um, couple ways. Yeah. The website, there's always um, incoming requests through the website that goes for um, if you wanted to, as a nonprofit, reach out to us about a potential partnership, if you are interested in joining as a, a potential new member, if you're interested in supporting us financially, there are links all through our website, which is phoenixclubofnashville.org. Um, pretty pretty easily laid out, pretty easy to navigate, I should say, at this point. So um, if you're interested in making one of those connections, if you're a nonprofit, I think there's a link there for you can reach out to our head of VP directly and it probably channels through a few different people and we'll get an email and then somebody will reach right back out to you. When I was in that position, I think I fielded probably 10 or 12 of those. Uh, we've seen that grown a lot because historically it was more, who do we know as you know, our members are on other boards or connected to other organizations through family or through mm-hmm. their own involvement. That's how a lot of the requests have come in traditionally, but we've seen that, that inbound um, request that market has really grown a lot for us. Yeah. So there is, there is quite a bit of members that will say, Hey, I, I actually would like to go reach out to a nonprofit and then educate them about Phoenix club. That's right. That's a part two. Yeah. A lot of our, a lot of our guys, this isn't their first nonprofit involvement. And so if they are 
sitting on another board, they may say, hey, wait, um, this group is looking for funding for something. Um, I'm going to connect our head of philanthropy with their head of development or with the executive director, and then we'll just see what happens. Cool. So, yeah, so that's how organically it tends to happen. Um, but again, inbound requests are, are happening more and more often these days. Cool. I think our brand is just growing in the community, yeah. and people know that, you know, one thing that separates us from other funding organizations is that uh, we don't have a specified grant application window. We're open all year round. If the money's out, we'll tell you if we've already spent everything that we can. Mm-hmm. But um, if if the doors are open, the doors are open. And we, in, we encourage people to apply whenever and to reach out to us and see if there's a partnership opportunity whenever the, their opportunities come available. And how, how big is the club currently? Um, membership, we're right at 130 members. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, so I think our bylaws cut us off at 150 as uh-huh. they currently read. Um, so that's kind of, you know, there is attrition every year. Guys will change from an active member status to um, alumni or legacy. So we'll see some guys drop off this year. So I think the the, the current projection is maybe about 30, 35 people will be on board for next year. Mm. Amazing. John, thank you uh, for sharing your story and then the story of Phoenix Club. It's really, really amazing. I'm excited to know you and know the club. Um, for folks that hear this and want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Sure. Um, well, uh, LinkedIn is easy. Um, I think my profile is after what LinkedIn.com forward slash N forward slash John Boots. It's John with an H and Boots like cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, if you're trying to get in touch with Phoenix Club, again, our website is Phoenix Club of Nashville.org. And I think there's a uh, there's a website link that says interested in joining, and it'll take you to a to a form. And as soon as you as soon as you click that button, you're going to get an email from uh, our head of membership. So, cool. yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate you coming on. It's been cool. Yeah, appreciate it.